Welcome everyone to our interactive church, Hale Ho'onani, which means house of praise in Hawaiian. Today we're talking about how to heal the parts of yourself that you want to get rid of or that you don't like. And that also includes an area or a part of your life that you don't like. So let's go ahead, let's do our round of hellos. If y'all could just unmute and say hi, that would be great. Hi, this is Jim in Charlotte, North Carolina. Happy to be here. Good morning, everybody. It's Michelle from Oregon. Samantha in California. Okay, great. So um, our opening prayer is a Hawaiian prayer of abundance. So first, I'm going to translate the whole thing for you before we do it. So we're just going to go line by line, translating it for you. First, we say, Our Father, Eko Mako Makua. Mako means our, Makua means father, who art in heaven. Iloko Okalani. So Lani means heaven. Bring forth the blessings and goodness for this day. So eholomai, ho'ola means to bring forth. Ika po maikai, po maikai means blessings. Ame kapono, pono means goodness. Nokeiala, so la means day, and nokeiala means this day. Bless us with abundance. E ho'omaikai mai. So ho'omaikai means to bless. Po maikai means a blessing. So ho'omaikai means to bless. Po'omaikai means a blessing. And then yamako means us or we. Me ka po'omaikai. Po'omaikai again means a blessing. So the second line, bless us with abundance, translates in Hawaiian to bless us with blessed blessings. So abundance is just blessings plus, a bonus blessing on top of a blessed blessing. Just over, when we say that in Pidgin, it's like over girl, like over the top, just overkill it, that's right. Surround us with your love and show us. So a ho'opuni mai, ho'opuni means surround. Ikao aloha, aloha means love. A ho'iki mai, ho'iki means to show. Yamako, us. Purify our hearts with goodness. A ho'oma'e mai mai. Ho'oma'ema'e means purify. Ikamako, us. Na'au ikamaikai. Okay, so na'au means heart. But in pigeon, we also, when we say na'au, we also mean our pico or our belly button. Because in Hawaii, your heart's in your stomach. Mm, they like to eat. Okay, maikai means good. Welcome positive thoughts. A ho'okipa mai. Ho'okipa means welcome. Ika ho'omana'o. Ho'omana'o is thoughts. And maikai 
means good. Grant us guidance in times of departure. E ha'avimai, ha'avi means to grant. Ika ma'lama, ma'lama means to take care. Yamako, us. Inava, va means time. E ha'alele, ha'alele means to depart. And iayamako, us. Strengthen righteous actions with goodness. Ipa mai, pa means to strengthen. Ikahana, hana is actions, or hana hana, work. Pono, make a pono, pono is goodness. Make it pono, make it good. Cleanse our spirits by upholding your laws. E ho'oma'e ma'e mai, ho'oma'e ma'e means cleanse or purify. Ikamako, us. Uhane means spirit. Ikamalama. So malama, remember, it means to take care of. But in this sentence, it means keeping or observing. Ikaumai kanavai. Kanavai means laws. Now this is the last line of the prayer. Bring forth blessings and goodness in this world. E ho'opuni mai, ho'opuni means surround. Ikapo mai kai means blessing. Ame kapono, pono means good. Ma keia ao, ao. So ao means cloud, but ma keia ao means this world. Okay, so welcome people who've come in a little late, Thomas and Pam. It's wonderful to see you. So now this music that you hear is by slack key guitarist Jim Kimo West. And he's a very dear friend. He's given me permission to use his songs. And this song is called Ko'ali which is a place where the waves crash into the sea on the island of Maui, or Maui. So as we pray, imagine your ancestors and your loved ones who have already crossed into the light who are in heaven, and they're coming to meet you, to bless you with their light. So let's go ahead and begin. Go ahead and please close your eyes. And breathing in fully all the way to the top of your head. Smelling the sea salt of the ocean crashing into the waves. Breathing out, seeing yourself surrounded by abundance angels and healing angels. And you're standing on this cliff overlooking the ocean. Our Father who art in heaven, E Okalani, bring forth the blessings, E Kai, and goodness for this day, Ame Kapono no Keila. Bless us, e ho'o mai kai mai yamako, with abundance, me kapo mai kai. Surround us, e ho'o puni mai, 
with your love, Ikao Aloha, and show us a Hoikimai Iyamako. Purify our hearts, a Hoomaemaemai Ikamako Naao, with goodness, Ikamai Kai. Welcome, a Hoikimai positive thoughts. Ika ho'o mana'o mai kai'i. Grant us e ha'avi mai guidance ika malana yamako. In times of departure, inava iha'alele yayamako. Strengthen righteous actions ipa mai ikahanapono. With goodness me kapono. Cleanse e ho'oma e ma'amai, our spirits ikamako uhane, by upholding ikamalama, your laws, ikaumai kanavai. Bring forth e ho'punimai, ho'upunimai, blessings and goodness, ikapomai kai, ame kapono. In this world, ma keiau. Very good. Now keep breathing in fully, all the way to the top of your lungs, filling your lungs, and then breathing out slowly. Good and controlled, and continue to breathe in and out fully. As you're absorbing and emanating the prayer in Hawaiian, just see yourself on that cliff looking over the ocean. Eko mako malkua iloko o kalani. Eho ola mai kapo mai kai ame kapono no ki iala. E ho'o mai kai mai yamako me kapo mai kai. E ho'o puni mai ikau loha e ho'iki mai ia yamako. E ho'o mai 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 kamako na au ikamai kai. E ho'o kipa mai ikau mana o mai kai. E ha avi mai kamala mayama ko inava iha alele iyama ko ipa mai kahana pono me kapono e ho ma e ma e mai ikamako uhane ikamala ma ikau mai kanavai. E ho'upuni mai i kapo mai kai a me kapono, ma ke kai a au. Amene. Breathing out. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Very good. Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. 
So we have a couple birthday shout outs. The first is Honey, who lives in New York. And the second is Sophia. Sophia's birthday was May 24th. And in the book called The Secret Language of Birthdays, May 24th is the day of the magnifier. So think of a magnifying glass. Whatever you put under its gaze is magnified. Those born on this day have an opinion on every issue under the sun. They're revolutionaries. They have a lot to say, and they're often in the limelight. So, Sophia, do you have anything to say about how you feel about your birthday and being a magnifier? I love that birthday book. Um, well, I felt magnified love from our church on my birthday. I got some really beautiful cards and gifts um, from some folks on this call and not on this call, but um, it was just like, I felt like so much love and like powerful, um, powerful spiritual presence and like angelic presence from real life human angels. Um, so yeah, I just can't say how much I appreciate all that. And I have them on my desk and they want more attention from me, those, those pieces. So, um, but yeah, being a magnifier, um, sometimes it burns things underneath it. <laughs> the angle's not quite right or is quite right. So That's awesome. Thanks. So in honor of Sophia's birthday, our Hawaiian word of the day is magnify. So in Hawaiian, it's, you say ho'onui. So say that with me. Ho'onui. Ho'onui. So ho'o means to bring and nui means greatness. So ho'onui means to bring greatness, to magnify. And the way that you sign that is you start with one fist in front of the other, you open your palms and you expand. So let's try that together. Ho'onui. Very good. Ho'onui, magnify. Ho'onui, magnify. And now we're going to use that in a birthday blessing ritual for Sophia using our Hawaiian word. So let's make a spiritual cup of tea for Sophia. And this is how we do it. Think of what you want to put in Sophia's birthday cup of tea. Is it healing for her head? Is it romantic love? Is it courage? Is it insight? Is it, is it an amazing opportunity? Just think of this now, what you're going to put in her tea. So one by one, each of you are going to say what you're going to put in her birthday tea. And after you say it out loud, the rest of us is going to shout, which, Ho'onui, which means magnifying. We're going to do the little sign language. We're all going to say, Ho'onui, and we're going to magnify the power of your blessing or your herbal herb inside of her birthday tea. So I'm going to start. And remember, after I say it, you all shout and you sign Ho'onui. Okay, so I'll go first. 
Sophia, I place the herb of laughter and belly giggles in your birthday tea. Ho'onui. Okay, so now it's all your turn. Can you please unmute and put something in her birthday tea? Um, immediately what came in is frankincense, the wisdom and healing that comes from your ancient knowing. Ho'onui. Ho'onui. <laughs> Uh, Sophia, I place the herb of a green aloe plant for healing in your birthday tea. So now it's like green tea. Sophia, I fill your tea with love. Sophia, I place the herb of healing in your birthday tea. Sophia, I place the herb of miracles in your birthday tea. Great. And Pam says, I put more aloha in Sophia's birthday tea. Okay, great. That's awesome. So let's go and let's move on to our Sunday lesson. My friend has two dogs. One dog's a yappy little happy dog. The other dog is a big sad dog. And you know how children take after their parents? Well, pets also inherit personality traits and they reflect different parts of their owner's character. The little dog reflects the part of the, her owner's personality that is healthy, functional, thriving. The big dog reflects the part of his owner's personality that is needy, wounded, and can't make progress. And it's also interesting that he adopts the little dog when he's in a good place in his life. And then later on, he adopts the big dog when he experiences a huge loss in his life and he himself feels traumatized. And the dogs not only represent different phases of his life, but different stages of his soul's growth. Each dog reflects opposite aspects of who he is and they're both part of him. The little dog always gets pets first because the little one jumps, smiles, he asks to be pet. So as soon as he pets the little one, the big one nudges his giant head into my friend's face and says, what about me? I get pet too. So he cannot pet one dog, not pet the other dog. He's got to pet them both at the same time. In the same way, there are two parts of who you are the healthy, thriving part of you, and the traumatized, wounded part of you. And you cannot love one without loving the other. You must love them both at the same time equally. When you see the part of your life that's successful, you're like that little dog, you're happy, you're jumpy, you're playful. 
When Dodie sees the before picture of her left breast and contemplates if the cancer's coming back, she has the potential to become again like that big dog, worried that he won't be pet or loved as equally as the healthy part of her. And when Sophia looks at the sarcoma on her head and says, just leave, be gone, that part of her head is wondering why it cannot be loved as much as the other part of her head. The wounded, traumatized, or damaged parts of yourself do not understand why you don't love them, pet them, or praise them as much as you do the other parts of yourself. They're just parts of you, like how the other parts of you are part of you. They need time to catch up and heal on their own time, then they'll thrive again. But telling those parts of yourself that they're not wanted or not worthy does not make you okay again. You cannot say to your belly fat or your bald spot or your pimples or your finances or any part of yourself that you don't like, be gone, go away, or F cancer. Because you cannot heal a part of yourself you hate with hate. You can only heal it with love. And both love and hate, which are on opposite ends of the spectrum of emotions, have such intensity of force that if you resist something, love or hate will bring it right back to you. And if something is resisting you, love or hate will bring you right back to it. So if you don't want that magnetic pull, you, you can't go to extremes. You've got to hit it in the middle. Apathy, indifference, compromise. Mm. But any strong feeling will bring it back to you. You will re-experience it in another form. So before we move on with this lesson, I just wanted to see if you guys had any comments or wanted to share anything. Yeah, I appreciate you um, bringing that up because over the years, too often I hear professionals or whatever saying, you know, I'll tell that part to shut up or get rid of it. And I'm like, absolutely not. You know, to me, it's about um, inclusion, compassion, and integration. Every part of your being. Not, not pushing it away into the dark. It's bringing it to light, bringing it love. So thank you for reinforcing that. Um, whenever there's whenever there's time, I'd love to um, read uh, Rumi's poem, The Guest House. Would you like to read it now? Is this a good time? It's not really long. Um, the Guest House. Uh, this being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. 
a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door, laughing, and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Okay, great. We'll just keep going and we'll have another little, we'll have little times of group discussion. So my friend takes his dogs for a walk. The big dog gets lost for an hour and my friend panics. The dog's in a mud puddle chasing a duck. No clue that he's lost. So when my friend finds his dog covered in mud, he asks, why didn't I, why didn't you come when I called? And the dog tilts his head like he's saying, I didn't know that was my job. So I say, my auntie Samantha, the famous animal communicator, says animals need jobs. His job is to track you when you go for a walk to make sure he doesn't get lost. And my friend looks at me and he says, well, he's been through a lot of trauma. It's enough for him to live, eat, sleep, be a dog. Giving him a job's kind of a lot. And I say, well, my auntie says it's part of his healing and your healing. So what's the lesson in this? You can't just let the damaged parts of yourself roam free, do whatever they want without any structure. You have to give them a job. You have to give them a purpose. When part of your soul is damaged, the soul opens for better or worse. And that open wound is gonna do two things. Just like a wound in your body, it will bleed and weep fluids. And it will stimulate your immune system. The wound itself recruits the rest of your body to begin the healing process. And the same with your soul. This is called unity. You don't have this part of yourself doing its thing, other part of you miss thing, doing her thing. You have all parts of yourself dialing in, getting real efficient and performing at their optimal just to heal one part of yourself or one part of your life. Unity is power. It's one mind, one soul, one heart, one body. It's focus. You didn't have focus before. You just pranced around in a field of daisies. Now you have focus. Do you know what focus is? It's connection. You are fully connected to every force in the universe. And yet, you don't let it pull you off your center. You remain focused. This is your core. This is your power stance. You have two choices when you're damaged. You can throw a tantrum and kick that part of you that you don't like and cry. 
go away. Or you can get into your power stance. So just let me pause here in case any of you have any comments or thoughts that you, you wanted to share with the group. Just checking. So when my friend loses his dog, at first he doesn't panic. He does nothing, thinking the dog's going to come back. That doesn't work. Then he panics. That also doesn't work. And as soon as he does what Samantha says, he uses his heart as a GPS to connect to his dog. The dog's right there in someone's yard, covered in mud. Connection is the key. Do not separate from the parts of yourself that you don't like. Stay connected. Do not disown it. Don't say you're not part of me. Say you are part of me. That dog doesn't know he's separated from the rest of the pack. The damaged part of yourself doesn't know it's separated from the rest of you. That dog doesn't know it has a job. The damaged part of you doesn't know it has a job. It knows you're worried. It knows you're scared. But it has no idea it has a purpose. Please write this in your journal. Stay connected, give it purpose. Okay, now you're gonna write down one part of yourself or your life that you consider damaged, wounded, or not up to par with how you want it to be. It can be your cancer, your bad knee, your bald spot, your cellulite, but it can also be your relationship, your finances, it could be your career or your family. So go ahead and write down that one area of you or your life that you feel that you don't like. Okay, very good. Now step two, remember you can't just get rid of it. It has to be useful. So please write in your journal, I can't just get rid of it. It has to be useful. So I just want to check in with you if you have any comments before we move on or any thoughts you wanted to share with the group. I was thinking of what part do I don't like anymore? And what, what came forward is something very unique. I don't see any part that's, that I don't like. I see it as a new challenge. And then in that challenge is the purpose of that, which moves my soul forward. It, it, I never looked at it quite from that perspective, but, you know, age and I've spent my whole life looking at what's wrong and <laughs> always wanting to get rid of what was wrong in order to find that part of me that was right. 
<laughs> so I made it. <laughs> I am happy to know I do not see any part of me I dislike. <laughs> That's amazing. Yay. That's great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes, go ahead, Mary. I don't like being old. Mm -hmm. It's old age. Make me like the limited for my like the my knee and everything. I I don't want to be old. Okay. Great, great. Um, Understand the thing about age, <laughs> but there's wisdom and other things that replace the other. Take it slow on the walking. Love this. Yeah, sometimes it can be challenging to find that unity, you know, in, in all things that happen. Um, but really, it there is a purpose, I think, and it's just, it's there. You just got to find it. Yeah, there's a purpose and a job for being old. Now, okay, so from my perspective, I love that she's old. Because the woman moved so fast in her life and attained success early, she never felt her feelings. And now that she's slowing down, she's so much more emotional, relational, and has friends. So I see why you don't like being old, Mary. But I also see why I love how you're old. And in this part of your life, in your first part of your life, it was important for you to love yourself. I get it. So you were fast, furious, successful. But in this part of your life, it's important to let yourself be loved by other people. And I love you. I love you more now that you're old than when you were young. Trust me. <laughs> okay, great. Let's, Thomas, please. Perhaps instead of viewing it as old, it's how have I grown? It's like the saying, people don't grow old. They they get old when they stop growing. Absolutely. Love it. Great. Let's continue to our next part. When you call in the wounded parts of yourself and love them until they heal, you're gathering your power. One part of your power isn't over there, prancing in the daisies, the other parts chasing ducks. You gather all parts of yourself into one place and create unity. You become full like the sun. You're gathering energy into your storehouse. Jesus doesn't claim he is the Messiah until he finishes gathering his power. It takes him three years. You need to spend time gathering your power as a daily habit. During those three years, Jesus is with lepers. He's with prostitutes, tax collectors, ex-felons, people riddled with disease. He's with traumatized, wounded, despised outcasts. Like, wow, what a way to gather your power. What's he doing? He's loving the big dog, the same as he loves the little dogs. 
He's loving people who represent the traumatized parts of his soul as equally as he loves the people who represent the healthy parts of his soul. He is a learning to be the Messiah by saving the parts of humanity and himself which are deemed unsavable. He does not say, why me? He says, this is why it's me. You gather power by loving the parts of yourself you hate, the same way you love the parts of yourself you love. Therefore, you cannot hate your cancer, or your finances, or your relationship status, and cure it at the same time. You have to love it into being a healthy part of who you are. It's the big dog that deserves to be just as loved as the little dog. The parts of you that are sick or not thriving are healed when you stop judging them and start loving them. Right now in your journal, draw a picture of that part of yourself that you don't like. Is it a blob of lymph on your skull? Is it an addict kneeling by the train tracks? Does it look like a skinny homeless teenager? Is that what your finances look like? Just go ahead and draw a picture. Okay, now you're gonna name him, her, them, or it. You can name it whatever you want, or you if you don't have any, you can call it Little followed by your names. So you could be Little Thomas, Little Sophia, Little Samantha, Little Michelle, Little Jim, but just go ahead and name it. It has little names, Spunky, or it just has, it's just Little You. Okay, so if you want to share, you can hold up your little picture. To, <laughs> we'll go. Whoever wants to share, you can go ahead and just hold it up to the camera. We can see your your little guy. Yeah. So the thing is, like the bumps on my head, and I don't know why. I the only thing that came into my mind is to call it little poopy. <laughs> but I'm having a hard time. Um, you know, I feel like. In studying ministry, we def I definitely learned a lot about not um, exiling the parts of ourselves that we or others find unpleasant or painful. Not just saying, oh, anger, you should get out of here. You shouldn't be here. No, anger has to be here. We can listen. We can love that part. I am having a hard time um, moving from a kind of neutral place. And thinking about the bumps on my head to like, because I think that I don't want to, I, I don't feel hate towards them. Because I, I think I knew, immediately was like, I don't want to have that level of negativity and anxiety. But um, when I'm like, oh, little poopy, that's not a very nice name. So it's kind of passive aggressive, maybe to call it that. But that's just what pops into my mind. And so, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's a cute name. 
Anyone else want to share? Well, the TV went out and this, uh, what do you call it? The sound bar went out. I don't have sound on the TV. Great picture, picture of my life. Great, but there's no sound. <laughs> and so, well, maybe if I go on YouTube, cutting YouTube, me, YouTube, I'll find it. I'll find the information to fix it myself. Because every time I do something and fix it myself, there's a joy that I've never experienced before about capability. So this little, so the little name is find it. <laughs> find it. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching you capability. Love it. <clears throat> okay. So your next step is to love that being that little part of you that doesn't know it's lost and connect with him, her, it, them, and bring them home. Bring them home into your heart. Stop judging them. Start loving them. And that's how they heal because love seeks what is good. And what you love will seek its good, which is its healing. Give it a job and love it into doing its job. What's interesting is Samantha named it and gave it a job. Find it. Show me you're capable. So what's the job of your little guy? Little poopy? <clears throat> or whatever. What's the job of your little guy? being old is it to be loved by others what is that thing what's it teaching you okay so remember samantha's little demon was i can't i can't she named it find it you can mary's is i'm old and her little guy was like, that's why people love you now. So what's yours? Now let's try to share and see if we can help each other find our answers. I think mine is to tend. To tend. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's right. And can you speak more about that? Well, I don't know if it's like keeping me or I'm like helping it do its thing, but I feel like I have to like tend like both to myself and to the part of my body, but then also like, cause I think there's spiritual reasons like of too much energy coming in and not enough, me not being creative enough. So like, okay, when spiritual inspiration comes in, I have to like tend to them and like let it flow through me and flow out. Thomas? I was going to say, Sophie, is it is almost like a garden, that tending to a garden? And then poopy can be like food or fertilizer. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry to like give it that name, you guys. <laughs> no. Um, I learned a long time ago that kind of a saying training went through was 
everything has a positive intention or secondary gain. So even if it seems like something bad or habit or whatever that may be, you find what is that trying to do for me? Even though you might think it's, oh, that's bad. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. what is that part of me? need or want you know part of it is yes it wants to be loved but it also wants to be heard listened to thank you so you can throw away the poop and flush it down the toilet or you can plant it in your garden as compost to grow your spiritual creativity but it's rich in nutrients anyone else have any comments or want to share no i just had a realization because i've been kind of uh trying to reduce my belly and uh, so i stopped uh, like desserts and things like that and um when you said you know kind of the little one so i gave it a name billy <laughs> And uh, so Billy's saying that, uh, you know, the idea of eating sweets is really um, about being happy, having fun and celebrating um, your accomplishments and achievements. And my thinking was, well, I won't completely cut them out, but I'll have them on special occasions. And it's like, well, you don't have to wait to have sweets to celebrate and enjoy your everyday accomplishments. So it's very good. Thank you. That's great. It's te- Billy's teaching you how to celebrate every day instead of using the sugar. That's awesome. Go Billy. Go Billy. All right. Let's do our uh, closing prayer. Go ahead and close your eyes and breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in, remembering that you are surrounded, your home is surrounded by these spirit guides, by Christ, Mother Mary, Father and Mother God, Pelehonuamia, the volcano goddess, and Dr. Hansen and Anastasia and Yogananda, all the spirits of nature, and of higher consciousness. Breathing in as we go forth these next two weeks, may the healing angels and abundance angels surround you and show you with this golden love and energy, your abundance, how it resides within you, how it resides outside of you, and to make that connection. Go ahead and see a golden cord connecting your inner abundance with your outer abundance. Go ahead and see that now. And see it like a river of golden energy and all your angels are just putting energy into this river of abundance from within to without, from without to within, feeding your river of abundance and healing you as as it does that, healing you as your river of abundance flows. Showing you the connection. 
And may this river abundance flow from you and to you forevermore in the next few weeks until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. And let's do our round of goodbyes. You can unmute and just say goodbye. Say thank you to someone else on the call. Uh, thank you, Pastor Vicky, for a great service. Um, I, I felt like everyone shared a lot of things that are all connected. You know, so, you know, um, stay connected and get give it a purpose. I think if we stay connected, you know, it helps each other find purpose. Because that was another theme that I heard is like there's a lot of searching and we're finding meaning. And I think that's really totally awesome and enlightening and you know, it helps us all grow. So thank you. I know I did. Thank you, Samantha, for the positive thinking. Thank you. Thomas, we should compare our belly. I have a bigger belly than you. Thank you, everybody. Go ahead, Michelle. Uh Oh, oh, thank you, Pastor Vicky, for everything. And thank you, everybody, for sharing. I, I definitely had some light bulbs going off in my head, some big realizations. So thank you. See you soon. Great. Thomas? Yeah, thanks again, Vicky. What I said earlier about um, this whole perspective on it's pretty refreshing to hear someone else reinforce that. So, uh, it's a real blessing for all of us. Thank you. Awesome. Sam? Mary, I love that laughter in your voice with the remarks. Uh, it just lifts me up for today. I love that. Everybody's remarks were awesome. Vicki, this was powerful. Thank you for letting me see another insight. At 80, I'm really happy. Thanks, everybody, and thank you. I, I know I haven't been here the last few weeks, and then today I'm taking up a lot of space. So thank you for um, letting that be. Awesome. Dodie, you want to say bye? Thank you, Pastor Vicki, and for everybody shares, because there's this meeting was uh, so full today, and just a Lots of things coming to mind. So thank you. Great. And I want to thank Honey and Pam for, for joining us. It's so good to, to have you with our call. So thank you, everyone. Goodbye.